Welcome. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Me too. I'm glad you had a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this story we're going to be talking about. David and Goliath. Wait, let's talk about weed first. Oh, yeah. So we had some delicious cookies. They were Corova, like Saturday morning cookies or something. Or like sugar cookies with uh, fruity pebbles. pebbles. Yeah. Yeah. So delicious. I just wanted to keep eating them. Really, really good. I need to like look up a recipe or something. (laughs) Yeah. Just to eat the regular cookies. And then, of course, Raw Garden again. Yes, there's many different the ones. We've been, so many flavors we've been dabbing into. <laughs> yeah, David and Goliath. <laughs> yes. What do you know about it? Uh, um, there's a little guy and a big guy, and the <laughs> little guy beats the big guy. Yeah, because of the power of God or something. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Cool. We're gonna dive on in. I feel very high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a real one today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it always is. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Woo! It's the edibles. Those are so good, too. Yeah. We are going to be in 1 Samuel chapters 15 through 17. Is this the New Testament? Old Testament. Going back. Mm-hmm. Is this written by Moses? This... First Samuel. It doesn't really matter. I don't care. It probably was Samuel. I would have to look. I don't I don't, okay, cool. I don't actually <clears throat> care. Yeah. I can look it up. Turns right. out. <laughs> Turns out. Okay, so let me give you some background before we get to David. At this time, the king of Israel is a dude named Saul. Saul, remember him. Saul. We'll have to do probably a whole episode on him at some point. He's an interesting Old Testament king. I feel like we definitely need to revisit you doing it in the blog post thing because, like, there's so much stuff and so many connections between all these people that I'm never gonna remember. But I do need to do that. So, King of Israel, Saul, God is mad at him. Uh, starting in chapter 15. Why? <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> God had told Saul to go to the Amalekites, just these bad guys, and kill all of them. All of them, God says. Every man, woman, and child. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you could, <laughs> you guys could see Laura's face. <laughs> Her eyes just got huge when I said that. Because, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Everybody. Because <clears throat> they did the Israelites wrong at some point. That's why God was telling them to do this. But kill everybody and kill all their animals. <laughs> everybody. Just destroy every, yeah. <laughs> every all of their plants. <laughs> but Saul warned the Kenites, I guess some subgroup of, of these people, Subgrouped? Subgroup. <laughs> so he tells them, basically ahead of time, go ahead, we're about to attack the rest of these people. Because he thought that they had been kind to the Israelites and he wanted to spare them. So he tells them to go away. 
Then he goes and attacks the Amalekites, but he takes the king, doesn't kill him, and he keeps all the best livestock and shit for himself. But he doesn't, but then he kills everybody else. Ooh, God's going to be mad. Yeah, so God is pissed. So that's why God's mad. (laughs) That is why he's mad. Okay, right. But, (laughs) right, we clearly see that Saul disobeyed, but at the same time, God's request was fucking insane. Just fucking kill all these people, their children. It specifically said nursing infants. Hey, like, but just kill them. It's not insane because God said that it was okay, Alicia. Oh, you know, you're right. <laughs> I'm God shaming. Yeah. Can you stop God shaming? <laughs> you would be so disappointed. So he's obviously not happy with Saul because he did this shit. He tells his prophet Samuel, so reference to the book, Samuel, First Samuel. He basically tells him that he regrets choosing Saul as king <laughs> because he disobeyed. But it's like, you knew he was going to do it, right? You're God. Right. You could have just not done it. You could have not made him king easily. And now you're pissed, but you knew he was going to do it anyway, so you could. it's your fault. <laughs> I mean, did he know, though? Because he's just playing The Sims, right? When you're playing, you don't always know what's going to happen. Well, he keeps when saying... When your kids are at work. He keeps saying he knows everything. But whatever. He clearly doesn't. We've been seeing time and again. Always asking fucking stupid-ass questions. So Samuel goes to tell Saul that God's pissed at him. And Saul's like, oh, no, no, no. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And he says, oh, well, the people, they they saved some of the animals to sacrifice them. They were just going to sacrifice them to God. That's why they kept the best ones, to give them to God. That's mm-hmm. what it was. That's all. And Samuel's not having it. <laughs> he says, quote, obedience is better than sacrifice. And I heard that in church so many fucking times, that specific phrase. Oh, we just got to obey the Lord. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What does that obey even mean? The Lord. It gets better to just obey what God says, then that's like preferable to having like a specific sacrifice for him. I see. Just make sure you make sure you fucking obey him at the very least. That's the bottom line you gotta do. And he didn't do that. But uh, yeah, I heard it so many times. <laughs> and and Samuel also tells him that God has rejected him as king, even though he was the one that made him king in the first place. So, Saul is really upset, <laughs> and basically is he's just begging to be forgiven. He tears Samuel's robe, like whatever he was wearing, he like tears at it, and it rips. <laughs> so Samuel's like, the Lord, <laughs> this is from the New King James Version, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. <laughs> I love the way he talks sometimes. It's great. But pretty rough, right? Or like these, whoever translated this just had a good attitude. (laughs) He's better than you. Yeah. So Saul's, he keeps asking for forgiveness. So Sammy asked the king. So Samuel is asking for the guy that was spared, the king of the Amalekites. He's like, oh, bring bring that guy to me. And then... (laughs) The story ends with Samuel hacking him in pieces before the Lord. 
That's what it said. What the fuck? That's... Like, what? That is horrific. Mm-hmm. Why are we <laughs> glossing over this in church? This is very bad. <laughs> that this... I mean, first of all, that God asked these people to do this in the first place. But then that his special prophet guy comes to, like, yell at this guy and hack the guy up. <laughs> My goodness. So anyway, that's the background of the David and Goliath story. So God has fired Saul, basically, from being king. So he needs, obviously, okay. to find a new king. So he tells Samuel, you got to go find this guy, Jesse, in Bethlehem. You got to go there. And that's where you're going to find the guy that I want to be king. Uncle Jesse. (laughs) So Samuel goes to Bethlehem. He goes and he's having a sacrifice or whatever with Jesse and his sons. And he sees the first son. He's like, oh, yeah, this has got to be the guy. And God says, "Uh uh-uh, you're just looking at his outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Okay. Whatever, God. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, he says that. It's very strange. Like, oh, you just think he's good looking, but that's not what I'm looking for. That in my mind makes me think like he's looking for an ugly guy. Yeah. Because it describes the son as like being great and that's why Samuel thinks that he's the one. So anyway, Jesse brings out seven of his sons for Samuel to check out. And Samuel tells Jesse that God, quote, has not chosen these. <laughs> it makes me think of Job being like, I don't want these. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Anne's family mm-hmm. and Jim. And George says it too. <laughs> so Sam is asking if, where are the other sons? Do you have any other sons here? And Jesse's like, oh, well, you know, the youngest kid, he's out with the sheep. And it just makes me think of Cinderella. You know, the prince mm-hmm. is like, don't, don't, do you want to have any other daughters here? <laughs> David comes in. He's the eighth son. Littlest guy. <laughs> He's described as being ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. <laughs> and God's like, that's the guy. <laughs> so the whole chastising Samuel before about looking at the outward appearance it's he's described as being good looking. Maybe it's the fact that he's short. <laughs> I mean, it's because he's a little guy. <laughs> okay. Well, he's not. He's not like a. He's not a, sh- a little person. He's just. I'm not saying like a little person, <laughs> but like a like he's short. Like I'm five foot two. Well, he's not described as short. He's just the youngest of the brothers. Ah, well, you yeah. said. Well, it's Goliath is a giant. We'll oh, get okay. there. <laughs> so David is little in comparison. Okay. <laughs> But not a little enough. But I'm thinking, like, this guy could be 5'5". Five five. I say. mean, he could. There's he not could a... be Danny DeVito. <laughs> sure, he could be. It doesn't say his actual height. Um... <laughs> so God says, that's the guy. And Samuel anoints David as king right there in front of all the brothers and shit. He's like, you're the one. Whole whatever king ceremony. And it says, the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Which seems weird. (laughs) But, yeah. Before Goliath comes on the scene, Saul and David actually meet. In a real weird way. (laughs) Face off. 
Not close. Not close at all. You'll, it's really weird. What happens is that Saul starts being distressed by a spirit. A distressing spirit, it says. His servants are like, oh, you just gotta find a good harp player and then you'll feel better. Right, because harps are the answer to distressing spirits. So Saul immediately says, provide me now a man who can play well, bring him to me. Very demanding. One of the servants says, well, I know one of Jesse's sons is a good player. He's a mighty man, a man of war, careful with his words, and also he's handsome, and the (laughs) Lord is with him. Everybody that is the Lord is with is handsome. Yeah, that's really funny. I just was like, why is his why are his looks relevant to him playing the harp for you? Like, why are you telling him it's not important? But also, how do we know he's a man of war from just that he is the youngest kid and he takes care of sheep? <laughs> Isn't that like a type of jellyfish? Could he be a jellyfish? <laughs> Ancient biblical mysteries. David was a jellyfish. (laughs) He he shocked him or whatever. Oh my god. (laughs) Stung him. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Saul sends to Jesse, going, hey, please send David to me. Now I'm noting for you, you might be confused. Saul does not know that David is taking over his job, basically. When God told Samuel to go find a new king... Samuel was worried about Saul finding out. He was worried to go into Bethlehem and be like looking for a new king. But so it's really weird that Saul is like, oh, I have heard from a servant about David. I'm just going to. Very weird coincidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Jesse gets some supplies together for his son, David, and sends him on over to Saul to play the harp for him. Weird. And then Saul loves David and he makes him his armor bearer he like sends back to Jesse and is like can I please can he just stay here he's great you know like I wanted to just hang out here so did, wait did he he knows he's his replacement he doesn't know oh okay he does not know okay. at this point he does not know about this <laughs> oh by the way we're going to do another David episode. We're going to do David and Goliath today, but we'll do a second David next week because okay. there's a lot of David. <laughs> and that's where we get to Saul finding out. <laughs> and that's fun. <laughs> I'm going to need you to help me decipher this. <laughs> Probably can't. <laughs> it's, the text says, so it was whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Did you hear that it says the spirit from God? Yeah. Before, it just said a distressing spirit. So God is sending this spirit to disturb him? What the fuck? Are they two different spirits? <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. But there was one spirit from God and then a distressing spirit. But it says whenever the spirit from God was upon him. Yeah, so I would think like, oh, God's here to save you from the distressing spirit. So now he's playing his harp and then that's making the distressing spirit go away. 
I don't know, because it's it had specifically noted that the Lord left him because he was pissed off. Mm. So it just sounds to me like God is also sending a spirit to mess with him. Too many spirits. A lot of spirits. <laughs> now we're getting to the giant. You ready? I'm ready. Giant time. The Israelites and the Philistines are going to war. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17. Doesn't say why. Just they're going to battle. Who are the Philistines? This is the same people that Samson. I can't remember what came first because I don't remember what chapter it was. But it's around this time when Samson was fighting with the Philistines. And burning up their crops and shit. Where would they, like, live currently? I don't know. Somewhere. It must have been somewhere in or near Israel. Right. Because this is the king of Israel. Modern time. Are you looking it up? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That's who would know. (laughs) Miss Google. Google. (laughs) She does know. She knows everything. What'd you Google? It's like, it's too, I I don't know. I'm too high. (laughs) I, the Wikipedia page is it's too complicated for me right now. <laughs> All right. They're going to war. The Israelites and the Philistines. Yes. Seems like this is a running theme. They're not friends. Enemies. <laughs> One army is camped on a mountain. The other army is camped on the opposite mountain. There's a valley in between them. The Bible specifically notes that. <laughs> so you can picture it. Mm-hmm. Goliath. Is the Philistines' prize fighter. He's a real big guy. <laughs> I always heard him described as nine feet tall when I was a kid, which is fucking tall. That is very tall. The Bible says six cubits and a span. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. I don't know. That's a big guy. I guess. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of those measurements, but. Me neither. Then there's. Several verses of description of all the bulky, heavy-ass armor this guy is wearing. It's, like, detailed how much everything weighs in shekels. <laughs> mm, yeah, another another yeah. very familiar unit of measurement. Exactly. I'm telling you, you need to translate this for modern times because what is a shekel? But clearly it's trying to tell us that it's fucking heavy. It's huge. He's a big guy. His armor's big. His weapons are big. He's got his own shield bearer holder. So he's a big ass dude. For some reason, I'm picturing him as a cyclops. <laughs> you know what? Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Okay. So we got little guy, Danny DeVito versus six cubit and a spade. Span. Span. Spade. <laughs> six cubits and a spade. Tall cyclops man. Cyclops man. So, Goliath... I'm thinking, like, the the guy from the Goonies. Was he a Cyclops? No. No? Didn't he have two eyes? I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google that now, too. I, we were <laughs> born in the 90s, so that's our excuse. I'm pretty sure he had two eyes. His name is Sloth. I really don't remember that movie. Yeah, he had two. Okay. They were just... They're weird, though. You know. Yeah. Mask. <laughs> yeah. So... Goliath is out here. He's huge. He's shouting out a proposition for this battle. He says, hey, Israelites, just pick a dude, any dude, your biggest, baddest dude. He and I will fight. If he's defeated, 
will, you know, the Philistines will become your servants and vice versa. And the Israelites are just freaked out because obviously they don't have anybody that's this enormous. David's three oldest brothers. You want their names? Yes. (laughs) I always want the names. I knew it. I specifically noted them for you. Thank you. Eliab. Abinadab. (laughs) I didn't even realize Abinadabin. (laughs) Abinadabin. I didn't even realize Dab was at the end. That's hilarious. And Shama. Or Shama. S-H-A-M-M-A-H. Shama. Shama? I don't know. Whatever. They're already at the battle with Saul and his army. David is around sometimes, it says. But he's going back and forth, going home and feeding the sheep. Taking care of them or whatever. And it says that Goliath is taunting the Israelites night and day for 40 days. So they're all just camped out, listening to this giant man just yell at them. (laughs) So, I guess David is home. Jesse gives him some supplies and sends him back to the battle. You gotta, he says, you gotta check on your brothers and bring back some news from the front lines, you know? We're in chapter 17, verse 20. David gets up early in the morning. He leaves the sheep with a keeper, which is like, if you could have done that the whole time, why didn't you just do that and you wouldn't have to go back and forth? I don't know. It's like child care. (laughs) You kind of want to hang out with your kids sometimes. (laughs) So (laughs) he takes the stuff, you know, all the supplies. He goes to the camp and... He goes and he greets his brothers. I'm thinking this is really a weird situation that people are just in and out of these battle lines, you know? Yeah. Especially, like, I don't know how old he is. (laughs) Is he a kid? Is he a young man? Is he in his 20s? He's a little guy. (laughs) I'm I'm just a little guy. So David is hearing, you know, what's going on. He's hearing, uh, you know, Goliath and he's hearing all these people and everybody's fucking scared out of their minds. They're dreadfully afraid. Which is, why don't you guys just leave? You're not even fighting. Just go. (laughs) Just go home. (laughs) Nothing's happening here. You've been here for 40 days just chilling, listening to this guy yell at you. (laughs) Oh, man. Come on. A really good insult for people with bad dreads is... That's dreadful. (laughs) So, like, all white people with dreads. I don't hear a lie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, (laughs) marijuana. What a dad joke. That's what I got out of that. (laughs) dreadful. So, all the people are like, have you seen this guy? He's coming up defying Israel. So now it's the people are saying that whoever kills this guy is going to inherit the king's great riches and get a daughter and, and wait, exemption from taxes. Nice. Nice. No sacrifices. Yeah, just, you know. Obedience. It's great. <laughs> David's like, I mean, what's... He's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he should defy the Why armies. does he care so much about these guys' penises? It's so Everyone gross. Everyone cares about penises They're in this obsessed. time. I know. 
Like, we gotta know. God is, like, really, uh, I don't know. He loves meat, and he loves a circumcised penis. He really, yeah. It's very weird. Especially when he, like, made people. Why did he He make foreskin if he didn't (laughs) like it that much? I didn't even think about that before. He could have just made people with no foreskin. he, He hated it that much that he's, like... Uh, take it off. Like, we had to find the weirdest way possible to brand people. This is what we're going to do. You're going to cut off the tip of your penis when you're a baby. That's what's going to happen. It is It is decided. <laughs> it's over. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> a whole other discussion. We should do, I was thinking about doing an episode just about like, Adult circumcisions throughout the Bible. <laughs> oh, it happens so more many. than once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a special, special episode. Yeah. I mean, so David's like, who is this guy with his uncut dick? How dare he? <laughs> you know? And the people are whatever. And uh, <laughs> the oldest brother's like, why are you here? <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> And he's like, who, who, who'd you leave the sheep with in the wilderness? At the keeper, duh. <laughs> what a weird, like, whose brother is that concerned about sheep when, when they've been here for 40 days? They're not clearly concerned. They're not even sending letters back asking about the sheep. Why are they all of a sudden concerned about sheep? Anyway. Well, because he was there taking care of them. So, Oh, that's true. Well, no, he was back and forth. But anyway, so <laughs> he, who, who'd you leave the sheep with? Uh... And David's like, what? I'm whatever. Like, I'm cool. The words that David spoke, you know, shouting back, like, you know, like, who's this guy? This gets back to Saul. And he's like, we got to come on, David, come come over here. I don't know how they're passing notes, maybe. I don't I don't really know how they're getting messages to each other back in the day that I'm texting. So (laughs) but somehow he summons David. And he goes, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to go fight him. I'm going to do it. Saul says, you can't. You're just a little guy. <laughs> you're, just a, you're just a little guy. He says, you're a youth. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a man of war from his youth. So he's been around. Oh, so he's been a jellyfish <laughs> for much longer than you. David says... I used to keep sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took out a lamb, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard (laughs) and struck and killed it. Wait, what was it? A lion or a bear. He's saying he has killed... Oh, many times. Yeah. Okay. Lions and bears by grabbing them by the beard, striking and killing them. And he goes, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of those, like a lion or a bear. I could take this guy. So he's blah, 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 boasting about some unverified large animal killings. (laughs) And Bearded bears. Yes. He's saying, you know, this uncircumcised Philistine is not a big deal. I got this. And because he defied the armies of the living God. Goliath is the Philistine. Yeah. Okay. And basically, I remember as a kid hearing 
<laughs> that translated as basically that Goliath was talking shit. He's talking shit about God and the Israelites and all the shit. And that's why they're pissed. So the Lord delivered me from the paw of the lion and the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of Goliath for sure. You know? Mm -hmm. And Saul goes, okay. (laughs) Pete Davidson. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Saul gave David his armor and a bronze helmet. A coat of mail, you know, giving him all some some stuff. David gets uh, his sword and tries to walk, but he can't. And he's like, eh, I don't need this. I haven't tested this out. So he takes all the armor off. I always remember hearing that in Sunday school. What a weird detail. It was always included in the teachings. (laughs) So he takes his staff and he chooses five smooth stones from the brook puts them in his little pouch and he has a sling he comes up to goliath and when goliath comes with a he's getting close and the guy that has a shield was in front of him and when he when goliath sees david he's like oh look at this little guy <laughs> and he says am i a dog that you come to me with sticks. How rude. He didn't have sticks. He had five smooth stones, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have no fucking sticks. So the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Very rude. And Goliath says to David, Oh, come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Jeez. This is like some grim, Grimm's fairy tale shit. Mm-hmm. Very, uh... Uh, violent. So David says, oh, you got a sword, a spear, a javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and you've defied him. You know, like this whole, whatever. You never even see him. Yeah. He like, talks from the clouds and shit. What the? <laughs> so this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will take your head from you, he says. He says, this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel. This is some really heavy doomsday stuff. Yeah. I love it. It's very dramatic. Should be a TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I almost made that comment earlier when we were yeah. talking about a battle. And like, incest. Eh, yeah. <laughs> you just add dragons and mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So when Goliath came up to meet David, David hurried back toward the army. Wait, what? It says he hurried back toward the army to meet the Philistine, but what? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. No. So he takes one of his little stones out of his bag. He puts it in the slingshot, whatever. What is it? I I just said before, like, it's like a a slingshot. Yeah. Like one of those, you put a stone and Mm -hmm. you whisk it around. He slings a rock at Goliath. It hits him in his forehead. It says it sank into his His forehead. His cyclops eye. (laughs) He fell on his face to the earth. So I'm wondering, it had already described this big old heavy ass helmet. What was the helmet protecting if not, you know, his forehead? 
Why is his forehead exposed? Because he couldn't see without his eye exposed. <laughs> it hit him in his cyclops eye. Right. <laughs> oh, a fucking one stone. But I'm like, why did you need to get five? Right. <laughs> you just needed the first one. So David didn't even have a sword. So he runs over, grabs Goliath's sword, cut his head off with it. So gross. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they ran the fuck away. And Because, like, that would be fucking scary. You thought yeah. you had the biggest, baddest dude and your guy got taken down by one smooth stone from a brook? Right. By a little guy? <laughs> so uh, they ran away and... Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. So all the Israelites, they ran trying to chase them they go all the way to the gates of ekron wherever the fuck that is (laughs) the wounded of the philistines so i guess they were fighting along the way maybe or the philistines just kept falling down and hurting themselves because it says (laughs) there's wounded people so i don't know how they got wounded the children of israel (laughs) returned from chasing them and plundered their tents so they just took all the shit that they had left behind And David took Goliath's head, brought it to Jerusalem, and put his armor in his tent. Uh, When Saul saw David going out to Goliath, he said to Abner, the army's commander, Whose guy is this? And the guy's like, oh, I don't... Whose son is this, he says. And Abner says, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And he wants to know who it is. Who's that? Who is that? Who's that little guy? Yeah. And David returns from killing Goliath, brings the head. Saul asks, whose son are you? And he says, oh, I'm the son of your servant, Jesse, from Bethlehem. To be continued. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, man. Gross, right? So gory. So we'll do more. We'll do the rest of the David story. We get to, like, David and Saul's son being best buds, and it's this whole thing. It's a lot. I was expecting the David and Goliath thing to be a little bit more, like, of a of a struggle, but... Right. No, he just, like... He just, oh. like, God throws a rock, and it's done. Yeah. It doesn't even say... It doesn't say that God tells him to get stoned, so I'm like, you just saw your fucking slingshot was gonna work? He's just like, oh, yeah, God's just gonna do it. Like, we're just gonna make it happen. It's very strange. I remember hearing all of this, though, as a kid. Like, Saul being, you know, rejected as being king because mm-hmm. God was mad. I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's going to be fun. He uh, he gets pissed about David. Usurping! Usurper. Yeah. This really is very Game of Thrones. There's some nice, like, little poetry. Ooh. Yeah. Can't wait. So cute. Um, any, any <laughs> thoughts? No. Any questions? Mm-mm. That's uh, old David and Goliath. Oh, Samuel's fun too. We were talking about him at the beginning. Mm. The prophet. Yeah. We'll do some stuff about Samuel Kay. at some point. He's a, he has a fun backstory. A very weird one. Another barren woman story. So many. <laughs> Why is God making all of these women barren? 
It's very weird. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway. So, yeah. We'll uh, talk more about David next time. We're on social media. All of it. Hybel podcast. Hybel podcast. I'm sure you know that already. Unless you're new, in which case, welcome. But you're not. (laughs) Tell your friends. Thanks for still listening. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)